You love this. Crooked. Rice cake walk, baby. Hogan comes back. This guy went to flash you. What the fuck are you doing? Where does he come up with a thousand holes? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 23 of the Nitromania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. And this is the show where we put up with just a whole lot of Hogan bullshit while we wait for the good parts to eventually come around. If I sound a little different this week, uh, I am in a new, I was going to say recording studio, but it's really just a spare bedroom. Uh, we're rejiggering the house now that we have the house back to ourselves and uh, haven't quite acoustically tuned this room yet. So it may be a little echoey. I'll try to fix that as soon as I can. Uh, as I said, this is episode 23. 23, of course, being the atomic number of vanadium. The number of times Julius Caesar was stabbed. And most importantly, the worst film Jim Carrey has ever made. Last week on the show, we finally had a women's match. A promised world title match didn't actually happen. And Hogan and Flair had the best match on the show, so you can figure out for yourself how good of an episode that was. The only thing we were vaguely promised this week was a tag match between Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman against Kevin Sullivan and Hugh Morris, but that was just challenged and never officially announced. Uh, also, Medusa tried to cripple Sherry. But enough about last week. It is Monday, February 5th, 1996. Happy February, everybody. And we are live from an undisclosed location. We get aisle logos, we get spinning sparklers, and we go to the desk. This is the go-home show for Super Brawl, so stay tuned to hear who my special guest will be next week. Tonight, Savage takes on Benoit. Heenan reminds us that where you see one horseman, you'll see all of them. We'll also see Hogan tonight, who, Eric reminds us, has one good eye after last week. As Mongo is speaking, we get a close-up of Pepe, who's dressed like... Uh, Raggedy Ann, maybe? Ric Flair takes on Marcus Bagwell tonight, plus Sting and Luger will defend their tag titles against the Road Warriors. Shouldn't... Shouldn't that be happening at the pay-per-view on Sunday? Anyway... Your opening contest this evening, a world title match between Randy Savage and Chris Benoit. Benoit enters first to the booze of the crowd. Macho Man is accompanied to the ring by Woman and Miss Elizabeth as Bischoff practically begs us to love this. They taunt each other for a bit and then dance around the perimeter of the ring. Benoit goes on the offensive and throws Savage out of the ring. Benoit follows, throwing Savage into the barricade and then tossing him back into the ring. Benoit continues the offensive, which means this will eventually end after about three offensive maneuvers from Savage and then an elbow drop. I always seem to recall Benoit being one of the smaller guys in his time in WWE, but I can't help but notice that he and Randy are practically the same height. Wikipedia confirms this, saying Savage was billed at six foot two and Benoit at five foot eleven, a difference of only three inches. Benoit continues just dominating Savage, who has had almost no offense here. Savage's arm, by the way, still taped, nearly two months after this supposed injury occurred. This match marks the appearance of our fourth WCW referee. I don't yet know this guy's name. Hopefully, he's Randy Eller's replacement. 
This match contains an absolutely brutal spot right around the 12 minute, 10 second mark of the show. If you go back and watch on the network, when Benoit backdrops Randy over the ropes to the outside and then tries a suicide dive. Sorry, shouldn't have said that. A Bowflex dive. Randy moves out of the way and Benoit hits the floor with a sound that can only be described as the sound of a meat balloon being dropped onto pavement from a great height. Savage throws Benoit into the ring and hits the elbow drop, but Flair appears and grabs Elizabeth, causing Randy to go after him. Woman then grabs Randy from behind, choking him with something, and Flair and now Anderson go on the attack. Hogan finally runs out with a chair, as seems to be his typical M.O. now, and weakly conks Anderson and Benoit on the head. The horseman and woman leave as Hogan checks on Savage. Mean Gene Pull up your socks and get ready. runs out to try and get the scoop, and Hogan tells him to cool his fucking jets, buddy, because Savage is hurt. They get Savage out of the ring, and Hogan very awkwardly cuts a promo to the handheld instead of the hard cam so that Flair can sneak into the ring behind him and clock him in his injured eye. Hogan vamps poorly until Flair finally grabs him and opens the cut back up on his forehead. The Giant appears as Hogan tries to go on the offensive. Giant clocks Hogan in the back with the chair. Zodiac stops Giant from doing any more damage until Savage runs back to the ring and clears the Giant and Flair out. Savage promises to fuck Flair up in the cage at Fall Brawl. Nope, Super Brawl. Why do they have two pay-per-views so close together that are titled almost the same thing? I thought I got all of those when I went back through my notes. Savage promises to fuck Flair up in the cage at Super Brawl and then yells at Elizabeth for not warning Hogan of the sneak attack. Gene and Savage yell for help while Bischoff chides the cameraman for showing Hogan's bloody face and we go to commercial about a minute too late. Sullivan and Morris versus Anderson and Pillman when we come back. We come back for the dungeon's entrance and a replay of what led to this match from last week. We get the horseman entrance and another commercial break. This Saturday, Sergeant Craig versus VK Wall Street, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman, The Giant, Lex Luger and Sting, Savage versus Benoit 2 without accompanying graphics. Back to the ring for the bell. Morris starts with Pillman. Randy Eller is the referee here, so sadly he has not been fired. Morris no-sells Pillman's chops, so apparently no one is affected by anyone's chops in WCW. Bischoff tells us that at Super Brawl there will be a respect match, Brian Pillman versus the Taskmaster. The two will be attached by a strap. Heenan says the winner of the match is the first man to make their opponent say that they respect them. Pillman goes after a cameraman, and Bischoff, on commentary, tells the director in the truck to immediately take the camera off of Pillman if it happens again. Pillman's strategy during this match appears to be tag in, and then immediately tag right back out. Of course, right as I say that, Pillman tags in and actually stays in. Hugh Morris tags in Sullivan, and the two just brawl. Anderson and Sullivan fight to the curtain, and a mystery man breaks up a pile driver attempt by hitting Anderson over the back with a broom through a space in the curtain. Kind of weird. Sullivan goes back to the ring and gets a belt and just starts whipping Pillman with it, giving us our second match in a row that ends in a disqualification. Sullivan tries to cut a promo up the aisle, but Bischoff just talks over him and sends us to commercial. Flair versus Bagwell is next. We come back and Bischoff begs us to order Super Brawl. Marcus Bagwell then enters for his match. It turns out the American Males theme song actually has lyrics beyond American Males, American Males. 
Flair enters, accompanied by a woman. Paul Orndorff then randomly walks behind Flair, seemingly to the surprise of Flair. Orndorff ends up in commentary and says, There's a funny thing about payback. You never know when it's going to happen. The commentators then make subtly obvious innuendo that Orndorff is the person who hit Anderson with the broom in the last match. We then go to break. A Super Brawl commercial, and we come back for the bell. Bischoff tells us that Savage has taken Hogan to the hospital and is on his way back to the arena. Flair starts the match on the offensive, beating down Bagwell in the corner. Surprisingly, Bagwell actually sells Flair's chops. Bagwell reverses into an Irish whip and goes on the offensive. Bagwell pummels Flair in the corner, and we get a Flair flop. We then get a very odd spot. Let me see if I can describe this. Flair whips Bagwell into the ropes. Bagwell ducks an elbow. Flair ducks a clothesline. Bagwell attempts, I think, a crossbody block without actually leaving his feet. Then Flair kind of avoids that. Their arms connect with each other briefly, and then Bagwell just throws himself backwards over the top rope. Yeah, go to the 36-minute, 10-second mark, and then let me know on Twitter, at Rundown Podcast, if you can figure out what actually fucking happened there, because I have no idea. Woman then hops on the apron to distract the referee while Flair attacks Bagwell outside and rolls him in the ring. Flair hits his trademark knee drop, and they go back and forth with strikes some more. I'm pretty sure Bischoff just said this referee's name is Jimmy Jeff. Standard Flair top rope spot, and Bagwell goes on the offensive once more. Bagwell hits Flair with a superplex, and Flair kicks out at two. Bagwell tries some kind of a slingshot splash, and Flair gets his knees up. This leads to the figure four, and Bagwell submits. Jimmy tries to break the hold, and Flair refuses, somehow knocking Jimmy out in the process. Savage then runs out and chases Flair off. They tell us the tag title match is coming up, despite it being the only match left on the show. We come back for the Road Warriors entrance. Interestingly enough, their Chiron has Road Warriors as one word. Sting and Luger oh! basically enter separately as Sting is halfway down the aisle before Luger appears in the entranceway. The match starts with the crowd chanting LOD, LOD, and we get a crowd shot featuring Milton from Office Space. And I was told that there would be a special Sting Collector Cup. But when I went to the confession stand and ordered my Dr. Pepper, they only had Scotty Rigg their mang. And I told them that if they don't find me a Sting Collector Cup, I'll have to report them to the proper authorities and get this whole production shut down. I'll set the arena on fire. In another Nitromania first, we get a glitch in the video and then a WWE Network message on screen that says, Presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties. While I ponder what that means, Bischoff tells me that the arena just lost power for a moment. The entire building went black, but thankfully the power did come back on and Bischoff promises us that they'll stay with this match until the very end. A decent back and forth match comes to a close when Jimmy Hart runs out with a weightlifting plate like the kind you'd use to add incremental weight to a cable machine. Luger takes the plate and clocks Animal in the back with it, getting the pinfall victory and retaining the tag titles for his team. Sting is pissed about this, despite not having seen what happened, so he's really just mad that he's still champion. Hawk is also mad again, despite not seeing what happened, as he and Sting were fighting outside the ring against the barricade at the time the foreign object was used. Gene enters the ring, and Hawk and Animal demand a title match against the winner of the tag title match at Super Brawl. Gene reiterates that and sends us back to the desk. 
Bischoff tells us that we haven't gotten word back about Hogan's condition. They also keep saying we have two cages at Super Brawl, which makes me think that Savage versus Flair and Giant versus Hogan will take place at the same time in two different rings with cages around them. Mongo says Hogan can still beat Giant blind and then gives us some good advice. My friends, get up against a chain link fence and rake yourself across it. See how bad it hurts. As per usual for these go-home shows, we don't actually get any information as to what's going to happen next week on Nitro as they're too busy trying to convince us to buy the pay-per-view on Sunday. I will say, though, that this is the first go-home Nitro where it actually feels like they were building towards the pay-per-view. We had the Flair and Savage stuff with Woman, and then Flair being chased out of the ringside area by Savage later. Hogan had a brief interaction with Giant thanks to a chair shot. The Road Warriors mentioned the tag title match that's coming up on Sunday, and they told us about and then gave us a brief preview of this so-called respect match between Pillman and Sullivan. This actually felt like a pay-per-view build show, and I think the whole thing worked really well. If you go back and watch anything tonight, I would say make it Savage versus Benoit for that dive spot that I mentioned earlier, or Flair versus Bagwell for that ridiculous sequence that ends with Bagwell on the floor. Over on Cage Match, this show actually has a 5.18 rating and scored a TV rating of 2.9. Over on Raw, taped one week prior on January 22nd, Sean and Diesel defeat Yokozuna and Bulldog by countout after a miscue by Bulldog. Cornette berates Yoko until Yoko's had enough of his shit and beats the crap out of him, turning face in the process. We then get another Mankind vignette. The 1-2-3 Kid defeats Hakushi with a butterfly superplex. Clarence Mason continues to threaten to sue the WWF if Vader is not reinstated. We then get Gorilla Monsoon's first statement since the attack. In your main event, Bret Hart and The Undertaker fought to a no contest in their title match after Diesel left his spot at commentary and attacked both competitors, turning heel in the process. We then got your actual main event, the latest Billionaire Ted sketch, and an oddly somber Vince talking about an extremely petty and vindictive advertisement he tried to buy in the New York Times. This episode of Raw has a whopping 6.67 on Cage Match, but only pulled in a 2.7 TV rating. Now, as we've discussed, next week is our big Super Brawl episode, which I definitely mistyped as Fall Brawl more than once in my write-up for this episode, and I missed one, as you heard earlier, going back and trying to correct them all. Not sure why. Again, they'd have multiple shows with the word Brawl in the title, especially that close together, but whatever. They're out of business, so fuck them. Anyways, as is tradition, pay-per-view episodes have a special guest host, and joining me next week... From the rundown sit-down, from the rundown itself, it is the big man himself, Jason, will be here. Hopefully, Super Brawl is halfway decent. Speaking of Jason, be sure to listen to all the shows here on the Rundown feed, the sit-down, the rundown itself. Brand new sit-down this week, uh, last week, sorry, I forget when I record these things. Brand new sit-down last week with all good Anthony Green. I highly recommend that you go and listen to it. There is a very good chance that that kid is going places. Uh, WrestleMania Salvation with Sal, I believe that dropped yesterday. But again, I'm in the past, so I may be wrong about that. Uh, check out Glow Stick if that ever comes back. NXT Revisited came back. Uh, had a great episode there as well. Uh, plus, check out our sister shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network, including this beauty. Hello, Questionable Endeavor Network listener. If you're a current or former fan of wrestling, you should check out the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, retired professional wrestler Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. 
On the show, I chronologically recap episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era, a time period where wrestling became more violent, more profane, and more sexual simply because, well, that's what we the fans demanded from the product in the late 1990s. Listen along with me as I revisit the crazy antics of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and many more of your childhood favorites. You can subscribe to the Raw Attitude Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or you can listen to each new episode on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questandnetwork.com. That's the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. Oh baby, I like it raw, and I know that you will too. If you want to see me live and in person, come on out to APW Full Force Elimination this Saturday at the Boys and Girls Club in Salisbury, Massachusetts, or check me out next weekend with Liberty States Wrestling at the John McCarthy Elementary School in Peabody. And be sure to come right back here next week for our big Super Brawl Supersode with our special guest, Jason Only. On my filmmaking.